How, oh, you said Friday? Friday's our current day. Okay. Do we still Hold on. <laughs> I haven't been tracking live the update. weather. The, the, okay, yeah, live update, everyone. This is two Sam and Sarah. I haven't been tracking the weather at all. Well, I guess I have at a high level. Is it going to be bad? Is Friday like... Friday if, and Thursday we, both have a chance for, for freezing rain. Just a chance? Like, just a chance. Just like oh, how okay. last night had a chance for 12 inches. This isn't like the end of the world on Friday. This is, like, risking it to fly on Friday is not insane, right? I can do that. Um, all right, we should get to it, shouldn't we? What? How do we? How do we? I don't know, Sam. I don't have a. How do we do this? I put. I made my list. I got. I have a list. It's stuck. You need a little list. Yeah, I need a little list myself. too. Uh, go by Look at us. And just pull, pull. The, you know, is, topics is, out. I agree. This is the most prepared we've ever been. <laughs> this is a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is the podcast where we. Yeah. It's the one that gets us. Like last night, I was thinking about it, which even saying those words, I mean, this is normally a day of prep thing for me. Here we are. Okay. I don't know. Sam, I've, yeah, how do we do this? I need help. You need help? Uh, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, where to start? I, I, I expect this to be dominated by television talk. <laughs> so should we, should we start? Start somewhere else. Mm. Uh, I could see this being dominated by television talk. Sure. Yes. Let's make our way there. The, the absolute truth is I don't have a lot. I have a remarkably bad book list. I basically have one thing I'd call out. And I have sure. watched almost no movies, I've realized, this year. So I, I, I kind of would bow out mostly from those conversations other than, you know, really? seeing what no you guys... Movies. Yeah, no movies. Well, I have one. I have one that I can call out. But I really am not good at movies this year. And anything I did watch, I think, was a little older. Hmm. So. I feel like I might know what your one movie is. I, I think you do. Yes. <laughs> so we can have a brief conversation about that. If you brief, 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 like hell, it's going to be brief. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just for everybody's sake, maybe it needs to be brief. <laughs> this is for us, Sam. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Um, I, you know where I was? I, I, I'm just going to follow your pattern here. I was weak on music. I'm like embarrassingly weak on music. I tried to sit down and like mm. uh, sit down and just like think about, I, I did a lot of like, where was I in, like what was I listening to or watching and blah 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 in January or like man, early earlier part of the year? Ah, music's a rough one for me. I'm gonna bow out on I mean, music. I, I'm not gonna go too deep on music because I a in my rest of my life recorded a three hour I podcast. I feel like you're just always it. deep on music in general. <laughs> I had a very <laughs> weird uh relationship with music this year. I kinda got uh like um a cul-de-sac into this one style, a couple styles mm -hmm. that all kind of spoke to each other, but then like a lot of styles I missed on. And I love list season because it um, mm. exposes me to so many things I, I have missed. And so I'm making my way through this huge backlog of stuff and it's all pretty incredible of stuff that I was less and less hyper aware of. And that's kind of been my pattern. It's like, I'll be into the things I'm like really on top of. And then like, 
at the end of the year, I'll just like go call and just grab like, you know, or, you know, crawl through like all these lists and just find all the stuff that's great and kind of like wait for other people who are better experts in certain genres to show them to me. Um, I, but let's do let's do music real quick. I, I again, I won't go deep into it. I think the one thing I'd call out, and I have pretty <clears throat> uh, weird tastes, so um, you know, take any of these as a, a grain of salt. But um, uh, there is an artist named Orrin Embarkey, who is this Australian guy who runs a label called Black Truffle. puts out a lot of great stuff. Did a lot of good stuff this year, including the. Uh, the soundtrack to Drive My Car is on that label, which is a movie people really liked. Um, he has a couple of records this year that have just stuck with me completely. And um, the one Shebang is actually pretty listenable. Uh, it's it's a really fun record. It's, it's very different than anything you might used to, but it is pretty palatable for being weird uh, or different. Not weird. It's, it's, um, it's a really interesting composition. And it's called Shebang. Totally great. Uh, the thing he did with uh, as a trio called Ghosted is my favorite record of the year. And then um, a little bit weirder. And um, yeah, I would I would call that out. Just it's really really quite good and like right where my head's at. So anybody feeling a little adventurous, so go look up the recent Orin and Barky. And the other thing I'd call out is um, there's a metal kind of poppy metal band called Drug Church. <laughs> Sure. Maybe this isn't nice great, name. Sure. It's a dumb name, but they had a, <laughs> a record called Hygiene that I cannot stop listening to. And it, I feel like every few years they put another record on this one shelf of like very heavy, but very poppy, catchy, kind of heavier metal rock that like hum, far, torch are these bands. There's not a lot of people who do it the way I want it done. Right, like so. There's a very short list, and they got kind of added to that list. And what's so interesting is it might be the one of the only records I listened to this year with vocals uh, over and over. And I find his lyrics so. It's been a long time since I really dove in on somebody's lyrics. I find them so interesting. And he's kind of this raconteur, and he's kind of a jerk. And I can't tell if I like him or I don't. And just really clever stuff and really um, emotive stuff uh it kind of got a pix like if pixies were really heavy sort of vibes you know okay. um all right Ooh. yeah it's it's really good it's really you know if you're at all like somebody who's ever been in kind of alt rocky modes you could probably mm -hmm. totally or punk rock or pop punk or any of that stuff like it's a really great crossover record but it's very artsy and very very poetically interesting kind of from this um working man poet direction but again i don't even know if i like him <laughs> like i just find him very charismatic <laughs> you know what i mean uh, and there's been a little bit of a run of those recently but that that one especially was so good so those would be my two kind of call -outs. one's a little bit more you might find something really interesting in shebang by Orin, and then the other one i'd call out just that that could be a real cloud crowd pleaser if you're at all ever been into that sort of stuff uh drug church by or hygiene by drug churches really i couldn't stop listening uh i'm sold on that one that was a good sell yeah you yeah. got me i feel like you know how to sell things to me at this point though so i'm i'm an easy mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one i think you'll you could have a lot of fun it's great kind of active music so but with great lyrics like i have a lot of music like that that i listen to that is very just like you know i show you a lot of stuff that's like very 
forward moving and has a lot of motion and, and aggressiveness and everything, but I tend to shy away from lyrics and that stuff. Because they're usually not that great anymore. I'm not 15 anymore, you know, but um, <laughs> uh, his are really great. I just yes. really love his lyrics. So. I love it. All right. <laughs> Noted. I'll take it. That's a good one. I have uh, noticed that the number one thing everywhere is Beyonce, though. Oh, my is God. It, is it that I it really rolled off of my like I was interested in it and I liked it fine. Is that where everybody else is at that? That's the winner. I mean, I also liked it. It wasn't my winner. By OK, OK, yeah. OK, I'm mean, always okay. interested in that because it, I was surprised to see it on a bunch of different lists as number one. Oh, really? I guess I didn't look up top music this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was great. I mean, to me, Drake outperformed Beyonce this year. Oh, really? The Drake Ooh. album. Same yeah, sort I'm, of vibe, right? Like it was also kind of like taking on black dance music, right? A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah. So I, yeah, I enjoyed that more this year. He was like one of my top played artists on Spotify this year. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah that and Odessa. Out a lot of Odessa for me, which I thought the new album was really good. And they're from Seattle, so it feels like I have like an extra layer of loyalty to them. You just keep blowing up, getting bigger mm -hmm. and bigger and bigger. They're mm -hmm. so big. Yeah. Mm. I I I really have nothing to contribute on music except I will say uh this was the year that my daughter's inevitable uh uh collision course with pop music that has been like clear <laughs> as day going to happen since she was like <laughs> two. Like she was like two or three, and just like you start to see them adopt like behaviors. You're like, I don't know where this came from, but I kind of have an idea of like some stuff you're gonna love and it happened this year so there's been uh i mean the amount of taylor swift the amount of harry styles there's been a lot that, that kind of whole space has been all of all of our house which has been i don't know it's fun to me i'll take it what is the general gist my here's my like outsidery mm -hmm. feeling of what those two records taylor swift's Seems like there was a lot of noise, and I couldn't tell if people were like totally in love with it or or like had problems with it. Well, was that like universally like the Swifties were into it? Um, or? I think you know she's kind of gone away a little bit from like really mainstream pop and kind of yeah. been more into like folky sounds and more indie sounds. And uh -huh. so I think there's definitely like a little riff or maybe riff divide between you know the swifties who prefer one style over the other i mean i'm way into her more indie sounds like i loved her folklore album i love what she did with bonnie bear like that's my favorite mm. taylor um but i think she kind of edged back in a little bit more into pop and so it was just a bigger album for her but it wasn't like you know her red or 22 albums that or like a reputation, which were so big. Did she have the same sort of? Um, maybe she was smaller than by by you know, relatively smaller when she like backed out of country because wasn't that her original mm. thing? She was like pretty country yeah. and then went totally, top. totally. Um, was there that as much of a like freak out about that, or was everybody just like happy she went pop? Ah, that's a good question. Because I, I saw her in concert when she was doing, like, country stuff. And then I remember, like, yeah, it was just a totally different 
scene mm. but yeah she was so much i mean to where she is now so much smaller okay. but in pop is such a bigger genre that yeah. mm. i think it was just more welcome it overlaps more probably. yeah yeah totally and then the Harry Styles, I remember feeling like everybody was pretty surprised by how good it was, basically. Is that true? Hmm. Like, it was just, know. like, like generally, like, yeah, for a pop record, this is really solid. That was what, my again, yeah. my outsider understanding. I think that's a pretty good take on it. Because, yeah, it, it, I really enjoyed it more than his other previous... His previous album was good too, but this one was yeah, just really good from like start to finish. Is anybody really? Ta- is he the huh. one that I would look to that has taken up that like you know those five minutes when everybody was like, oh, Justin Timberlake, he's amazing, you know, like mm. it was like you know there there's been these times where like no matter who you are, you can just enjoy a few you know some pop tracks from for certain people, and I remember it was like JT kind of had a, a moment of you know an album and a half of like. Oh, like there's real, real stuff here. You know, is like, is that is he sort of taking yeah. that mantle on? I, I, I would think so. I've heard that he's like, he's like the it guy for Gen Z. You know, like that's their current heartthrob. Got it. Makes oh. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only thing, other thing I can think of, uh, Ben, is that what's your current take now that you saw them on the smile? Oh, the smile. Um. Man, uh, still, still like, still love the album. Um, I'm an easy target on this one because I'm, I've, well, anything that's kind of in a Radiohead orbit will be interesting to me no matter what. I mean, so yeah, I saw him last week. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a lot of my like meh to the venue, which was yeah. kind of this gigantic, well, like way too big uh the cavernous blank like blah venue that's attached to a stadium or something like that um so i think i probably just came uh, came into it a little like i'm not 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 super excited it was super loose but um it's a side project so i think it's allowed to be loose um so i don't know i mean it's hard for me to believe that like tom and Johnny are that loose you know what i mean like i know yeah that's true (laughs) it's it's a very comparative in what in what Relative to what? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, uh, Fair point. <laughs> uh, it, it it was okay. It was a. Uh, it was just kind of a. It was. I'm going to chalk it really almost completely up to just like it was an odd mood. Like it was kind of a dead crowd, and kind of a like odd space. Uh-huh. And it, so it was just kind of a like meh. But music occurred. <laughs> music music <laughs> happened in this space, and we all came into it. Slightly before the music, and then we all left after the music. It's like, okay. <laughs> I think that record kind of has that problem for me, where it's like, yeah, I'm never mad at it, but like, and I, as it's happening, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting, and I like when Tom gets a little bit more loose, and I feel like like loose from like a jangly guitar songs things, you know, yeah. and kind of punky sort of jazz stuff that they were doing. Uh, but I never, I was like, oh, that track, you know, like, yeah, I didn't, right. there's not a lot of like, I was not moved by that record and I don't need to be moved. And I'm not somebody, you know, I can listen to some pretty abstract stuff that has no meaning, you know what I mean? And still love it. So I I do think it's like, I'm not mad at that record, but like mad. for all the hype, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty low key as a project and a record. 
Exactly. I, I feel like there was a mismatch kind of when it came out and everybody just like psyched about like, oh, it's, it's like it's basically uh, a slightly older Radiohead album. Like this is super exciting. Um, and then kind of coming back to it, I'm like, what, were we all just psyched to have a new album no matter what it was? Because it does feel just kind of like sort of what I might expect a side project to feel like. It's like all right. It sounds like a bunch of Halo okay. Thief B-sides without a, as big of a band. Yeah. 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 With fewer Fewer people, which is and, like, and older, so you yeah, know. yeah, and a little bit more world weary <laughs> and less like pensive, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, cool. Uh, you guys have any book recommendations from this year? I have books. Well, well, I my the problem on my book, I had I had a, I had a list, and then uh, uh, so if I'm picking picking favorites here, I think I. I'm not adhering very well to this year. This is like I read them this year type of a list. <laughs> not a. Mm -hmm. I think the, I think my list here spans like two years maybe. Uh, but all this year. Um, okay. I've have I talked to you about any of these? So, uh, my like I will recommend to any human being book. Uh, for like the last I think I read it in January. I got it from. I picked it up from a coworker. Uh. At a, at a previous company because I saw it in their background. Like it was on a shelf and I was like, that's a weird, weird, weird title. I'm kind of hooked on this. Um, <laughs> is why, why fish don't exist. Um, I will recommend this to anyone. It is a lovely little book. Uh, and it's a bit difficult to, here, here's, here's why I like it. It's a, it's a bit difficult to kind of talk about without spoiling, I think the majority of the book, but it's, uh, it is, it's not, it's nonfiction. It is an author kind of, you know, classic thing, picking a particular subject and saying, Hey, this is something I want to kind of dig into. Um, it's, uh, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Lulu Miller from, uh, Invisibilia. If anybody listens to that podcast, which is fantastic. Um, she's the author and the, it, it is classically one of those things where like the author kind of goes on a journey, uh, as they are exploring this particular topic. And it's also one of those things where like the, it starts as, a, but then we discover B and C. So it's like the book is this whole journey. And I love it because uh, there, there's kind of the underlying story that it gets into, which I guess I'm leaving. I'm not, I'm not hinting at it. I'm not giving you anything on that. I'll, I'll give you a little bit. <laughs> uh, it dives into, it, it starts with a, I, I want to say it's like early, I should know, 1900s maybe or something like that. Um, uh, a uh, famous, oh, what's his name? Uh, drawn a blank, but it's a, a scientist uh, focused on fish that's associated with Stanford University. And it's this idea of this person that's kind of dedicated their lives to this particular little corner of science and, and really kind of defining, because uh, uh, it's all about kind of species and, and, and putting definition to this whole world of nature that we didn't have definition to previously. And, and like the projecting a human structure onto this natural thing. And then there's this idea of uh, kind of facing massive setbacks in your work and how you deal with that. That is like the nominal premise of the book. It gets into this like insanely gigantic story that gets uncovered and, and blah, 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 which I won't spoil, but I'll kind of wrap it up by saying the underlying story and kind of, I don't say quote moral, but like where, where it lands, kind of what, you know, what did we learn from A to B is really fantastic and beautiful and lovely. That's number one. But then I am a huge sucker for like the one level up on like, how was the story told? Like, how was the, how, how did someone mm -hmm. choose to put the story together to reveal information to me, the author in a certain way that like, that like kind of created that, um, 
created an experience in and of itself, which I got to imagine comes from the fact that this woman is on this like award winning giant podcast to some extent. Um, but like that aspect of it, of like that was a well done, like cleverly told, thoughtful way to present the information and present kind of the story you want us to tell, but also the 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 um, author's journey. I'll stop, but I can't say enough. This is my like anyone should read this book. It's fantastic. It's not terribly long. You should read it in relatively one sitting because it really does go on. Not not sorry, not one sitting, but like don't take a year because <laughs> because uh, it's it's very much like a referential. Like oh, the thing that happens in chapter ten you know, has something to do with chapter two and blah, blah, blah. But fantastic book. I feel like I've probably ranted to one, if not two of you about this book. Nobody else has read this book, have they? No, I haven't. Get on it. I ordered <laughs> okay. it while you were talking. Oh, wow. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> I added it to right. Goodreads while you were talking. Yes. <laughs> All right. I, I have just, I, I, that, that's my, that's my, if, if there's one thing to take away, it's that one. I have a few more and I'm, I'm going to, this is really hard for me to whittle books down to a few here, but let me, I'm going to, I, I try to, I try to get, that was my favorite. I have a serious one and then a ridiculous one. Uh, my serious one, which I won't dwell on because uh, I don't feel like is our tone, but um, the, there, there were, there's a book that came out. It was either the end of last year or the beginning of this year. And then there was um, a documentary to go with it. And then I think there was, I believe another documentary just came out on the same subject. Uh, it's, it's heavy and it's serious, which is the um, uh, two uh, Boeing airplane crashes that happened uh, two years ago. So 737 max mm. crashes. Um, so honestly, I don't know if I'm recommending the book, although it's good, it's called Flying Blind, but it's almost I'm recommending the subject because I was, I was <laughs> when we were kind of teeing this up, I was trying to think about like, what are things that I've read or gotten into that it just kind of like shaped my year a little bit. And this is absolutely one of them. And part of it is because, I mean, you two both know I worked at Boeing a long time ago. I wasn't remotely associated with this. I was, I was there and then gone before kind of any of any of the things that happened in the story took place. So this is not like a, Hey, I was in the room type thing, <laughs> but um, it's certainly, I, I, I mean, I kind of speak the language of everything that was in the story and it is a, on one hand, I this is my like. If you get a couple beers of me, I will talk to you. I talk at you for like a hour about this. On one hand, just the engineering, like set, setting aside the ethics and the morality of the whole thing, which is really terrible to be clear. But setting setting that aside, the engineering side of it is just fascinating about how you build machines like airplanes that have human beings in the loop, and and truly just like how how you build things that just depend on absolutes in terms of, you know, kind of all of the factors and variables that you bring to bear to just like actually do the math of designing an airplane. When we're talking about human beings that can get scared or get confused or can change over time. And that whole side of it's just super interesting from like a human and engineering standpoint. But then the, I mean, of course, like the, and if you know anything about the story, the kind of morality of it is, I think, incredibly important. And it, it, the story of like, there's kind of the big story, which is just profit, uh, profit seeking company uh, in a highly regulated environment where lives are on the line and the uh, how those things play against each other and can go wrong, which certainly happened here. Um, but then I think what's super interesting is the fact that those play against each other, that in reality, it, it plays out in just the most mundane small ways. Like it's it it actually comes to fruition in either a good way or a bad way, because thousands of people make tiny little decisions all of the time that are just set based on the culture of a company. And uh, 
that aspect of it, which I don't mean to remotely tie it to the company we're working at right now as I get into like culture, but like, I think it's an incredibly important story. Um, so take it for what it's worth the idea. And, and like, sure, airplanes are like the absolute easiest one to look at and be like, oh yeah, those need to be like, those are important because you fly in them and we don't like those to crash because then hundreds of people die and that's terrible. But I mean, you could apply the exact same thing, the, the exact same kind of thinking and learnings to something like healthcare. I think you could apply it to technology and things like social media. So um, I don't know. I, th I think it's a super important story that, and, and like I said, if, if the book's not your thing, I'm pretty sure it's on like Netflix, I think. Uh, Downfall, I think, is the um, doc. And then I think there's a new one called Flight Risk, but important subject. Check it out. All right, last one, I'll be done. This one's super fast. Uh, I can't believe I'm recommending this. If I, if I would have a year ago known that me now was going to recommend this book, I would have like snobbily scoffed at myself. <laughs> uh, but that that that's just going to uh, tell you how much it's overcome my uh, preconceptions. So you both know I uh, do a pretty decent. I spend a lot of time running, and so uh, depending on my mood or the uh, weather or whatever else, audiobooks are a pretty big part of that. Um, and these are audiobooks that like just need to be like background. Like I, I intentionally choose either like sci-fi candy or like uh, uh, like uh, I don't know like random subject of the day type we're just going to go deep on this type stuff or podcast or whatever so matthew mcconaughey's memoir <laughs> i've heard of this look yeah. look at look everyone it's totally it's totally worth it and here's the thing you <laughs> have it, it it must be consumed via audiobook because it's him uh -huh. <laughs> it cannot yeah. be read you should not read it no one buy the book sorry matthew if you're listening it's possible. <laughs> no one buy the paper book or the, the Kindle only get the audiobook. But it is like I did not want to want I, I, I saw it. I'm sure I saw it. I remember seeing it uh, just in, in the world. And I was like, no, I'm not going to very snobby. I'm not going to get that. I don't care about this guy. I don't care about the style of storytelling that I that I think this probably is. Uh, and then someone did what I'm doing right now, which is it's someone that I like uh, when they recommend something I'm like, oh, OK, this is probably good. It recommended it to me in the same way. It's such a like, it's like the classic like Southern like storytelling of like, we're all having fun together and most of this is just kind of silly, but we all know it's silly and we're still having, a, it's just like, it is addictive. Uh, so yeah, Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights. I can't believe I'm saying those words, but you should get the audiobook because it's freaking entertaining. Yeah, you are not the first one I've heard to give a glowing <sighs> review to that book. <laughs> and, and like, I did not, I, I remember I was in Austin last like <laughs> January and it's like, and I went into the, I, I went to school there. So I, I, for one reason or another, I went to like the big college bookstore and I was in there and it's like everywhere. There's faces on the wall and stuff. And I'm again, I'm like, nah, ridiculous. No, it's not, not going to do that. And then like weeks later, my friend Jim was like, Oh, you should check that out. It's like fine. It was it was great. I, I like I finished it on a particularly long run and I was so disappointed that I just started it over in that moment. I was like, you're just gonna do this again. <laughs> <sighs> so sorry, young me, but that's that's what I'm recommending. That's my book list. My turn. Sure. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, okay. Uh, those were good recs. Um I, yeah, I did a fair amount of reading this year and I was trying to look back on like what actually 
came out. I uh, I read three books by Brene Brown this year. It's <laughs> like on a Brene Brown bender. I felt like I was kind of late to the party, but uh, yeah, she was also kind of like I all audiobooks, and it was just kind of like a motivational like stint. Um, nice. But actually, one of the best books I read this year is called Remarkably Bright Creatures. And it did come out this year. And it's essentially a story. It's fiction um, around a Pacific octopus. So it actually takes place kind of in our area. It takes place like in the islands-ish. And like Ooh, the main character is cool. from my hometown <laughs> near Modesto. So <laughs> like really aligned with me. But the story is so good. Um, it's, yeah, it's just great. So that was like one of my favorite nice. uh, books of the year. Added to the list. Uh, you mentioned sci-fi, Ben. I wondered, did you happen to read or listen to uh, Upgrade? No, I did not. Did you? I did read that this year and uh, by Blake Crouch. And he had his... Yep. Yeah, a book that he had written previously was Dark Matter. I really loved that book, so I was really looking forward to this one. Uh, I don't want to like, un undersell it. I mean, it wasn't to me. It wasn't as good. I think I just had really high expectations, but it, it. it was it was an interesting read as well. Ah, okay, noted. Good one. Yeah. Uh, how, about how about you, Sam? The only thing I have. Again, my book reading this year was pretty trash. Um, but I have to like change my patterns on when I read books. But uh, there's, there's a book that I'm actually still reading. I picked it up the other day um, called Ducks Life, Two Years in the Old Fields. And it's, it's actually a little graphic memoir by Kate Beaton. And really, I'm kind of recommending Kate Beaton more than, um, <laughs> I mean, Ducks <laughs> is amazing, but like, did you ever see those uh, web comics from, I don't know, 10 years ago now that were under, they were, they never really had a title, but they were sometimes called Hark a Vagrant. And they were like very insidery history or literature jokes and Canada mm -hmm. jokes um, <laughs> that were just like either a couple panels or not too many. And they had this very specific kind of watercolor style um that kind of looks like she's doing this like twisted victorian sort of art um they're so funny in this very specific way like 50 percent of them are pride and prejudice jokes you know like sure um and then very specific canadian politics from like the past you know like you learn a lot of stuff with it but she's so funny and has this very dry humor and draws the funniest faces and so if you haven't gone and like, <laughs> just like crammed through one of the Hark of Vagrant. There's only a couple of collections and she hasn't, she'll just always sporadically just put it up for free on like Tumblr or something back in the day. And then they got, she got some deals out of it. She's actually made a bunch of stuff. I think she had a show coming out maybe. Um, but she also made more of a memoir about uh, working in uh, North Dakota and um, as a young lady and it, it's pretty harrowing and pretty intense and very tense so far um, and just depressing <laughs> in a really honest way. And it's so interesting because she's so, it's not my perception of her. So which is probably why she really felt like she needed to write it. Um, really, really well done. I haven't completely finished it, but it's winning awards left and right. Um, 
it, you could read it in a sitting probably. I just, I've been kind of taking moments here and there last few weeks to read it. And uh, I got it. Don't listen, mom, but I got it for her birthday. She doesn't listen. To it. Um, <laughs> but not for her birthday, for Christmas. Now you're going to find out. Does she listen? Exactly. Um, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a great little... Um, I don't do as much graphic novel, like indie graphic novel stuff as I used to, but um, that one came across my radar as like, this is kind of a big deal. And I love Kate Beaton. And really my recommendation is, even, even if that sounds heavy or it's not your, your jam, man, spend the 10 bucks to go get a uh, Hark of Vagrant collection because they're so funny. They're so funny in a way that no other, nobody else in the world could make that. You know what I mean? It's like there's such a specific, and it might be even the sort of thing where like you might get, 30% of the jokes, but you're still just like kind of happy to be on the ride. You know, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Sure. And like, sometimes I'll like, I'll go Wikipedia, that person, like this, this Canadian general that was famously liked this, you know, and like, awesome. you know, she, like she's just like this history nerd and literature nerd. So it's Ooh, great stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm sold on this. Got it. Yep. Noted. Yeah. You, you'll love it. So, Excellent. uh, well, like to keep things moving along, uh, movies again i i have only one that's worth no probably worth anything like calling out it sounds like it was a great year for movies by the way if you go look at <laughs> some stuff but i'm told people i watch did not i'm told people watch movies and they were really good this year that's still the thing tom cruise uh, did something yeah exactly i still haven't even seen that i haven't either <laughs> what what are we yeah. doing Oh, man. I got a nice new TV recently, even, and I haven't watched that. Oh, if if, if you and I make it through, like, I, I plan to watch it when I'm at home. Uh, but if you and I make it through the holiday without watching Maverick, I'm coming over. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got to come watch it. Like, yeah, because I'm not going to watch it at my parents' crappy television. So uh, <laughs> I haven't even watched Black Panther. You know, like even the like top party stuff. I, I tend to go. Yeah. Do. Oh, man. We're going to do that, oh, I think, on our trip. I think we're going to take the kid and her first in-theater in experience. Oh, for Black Panther? Yeah. Ooh, we did Marvel all year. Idea. We started Marvel this year, and he's caught up. So Yeah, I that's a good I movie theater. Wait. Yeah, Amazing. exactly. It just those trailers are like... So yeah. Uh, um, well, tell us, tell us about your big, uh, big popular art film, please. <laughs> well, my big popular... The only thing I can call out is that i really did of course love everything everywhere all at once is that what it's called yeah um, fantastic I, there's been so much written about it there's so many think pieces i recommend the film joy episode on it quite a bit um by mikey newman um it's i i worry that it's too built up now Ooh. you know but like it was pretty built up for me and i still enjoyed the hell out of it I really enjoyed those guys' previous movie that everybody kind of just like laughs off as like, oh, that's that silly movie. But I feel like the themes are exactly the same and the level of silliness is exactly the same. So uh, I, uh, you know, I'm a little like, nah, I don't know. The, you know, I just really enjoyed these guys, these works, uh, these guys' works. And um, I just think I haven't seen a movie in a long time that, that marries such dynamic filmmaking with such nuanced themes. Does that make sense? Yes, I'm into it. I'm, I'm, totally. strongly, I'm strongly seconding this this one. This is, <laughs> I, I think this might be my favorite movie of the year, but um, wow. and I went into it with nothing. I, did, I, I had not seen 
uh, a Swiss Army man. Yeah, yeah, right? Swiss still, Army man. still have not. I should look into that at some point. But um, but with that said, like this kind of just so the, I, I had nothing but vibe. But like <laughs> it's a vibe. It's a vibe that I'm into. I'm that I'm, that'll usually work. But I, I yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into at all. Um, and it is completely absurd. But uh, I loved it. Yep, yeah, I'm with you on this one. It's a really good one. Did you finally watch all of it, Sarah? No, it's no. I need to make time. I have no excuse. Well, I mean, I, it's the <laughs> only movie I watched basically, okay, so yeah. I'm on the exact opposite. So, <laughs> no judgment on my side. Uh, but you had watched some of it, and you just hadn't finished it. Yes, right? yes, I've seen some of it. Yeah, and again, I think we we've talked about this within ourselves, but I think your summation, Ben, of it feeling very vonnegut like, mm, yeah, in that it piles up absurdity while being very truthful and um sort of um you know just kind of shrugging your shoulders at the universe and saying it'd be nice if you were you know everything's so upset you know using yeah. absurdity to show that the world is unkind and messy and and maybe you, you shouldn't add too much to that unkind messiness and it's like the basic thing I can get behind in any movie, and then it's one of the most visually appealing, push, yeah. pushing people super hard and in, in all sorts of ways. Also, um, I wish I knew his name. I always forget his name, but like this, the Renaissance for the the actor who played Short Round in um, Oh yeah, Indiana Jones. The fact that this is like the cool. first movie he's made, and he was so good in it. Uh, that part is so awesome, and like just like how many movies. Um, uh, uh, what's his name has been in you know he's been in more movies than almost anybody uh yep. he's the everybody you know he's the character actor like the, the history of all the actors in it is kind of mind-blowing and um yeah it's just an it's an incredible film and yep uh Jimmy curtis is incredible and like all these you know just crazy crazy stuff is happening in that movie and but the core message is so small and so honest yeah so it's hard to it's hard to deny uh what you, what else have you guys seen that you enjoyed i think we talked side? about it at the time uh did and this makes it sound like i consume a ton of nonfiction. i i don't even think i do but we you sam did you and i talk about the um uh the rescue uh the uh oh that yes you, we talked about it and i was like oh i still i don't know if i can watch it oh wait have you still not watched it yeah you have not watched it i have not watched it sam I oh, recommend is this the Thai no, the caves? Yes, which I I also remember we were, I I was completely laughing about the idea that like what was it there like th this again this this is a topic that just had a gigantic moment in media at the beginning of the year so there was like Nat Geo did the rescue, uh, Ron Howard did uh, Thirteen Lives which yeah. is the dramatization with like I can't remember who but just like insanely big actors <laughs> type thing. It was and, so uh, good. And then there was a book. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then there's a book or like multiple books that came out. And then Ron I just Howard remembered. It was good. I, I didn't. It know was pretty good. I thought it was good. Okay. I uh -huh. assumed it wasn't that good because it kind of came and went. Uh, it was just like this flurry of stuff. And then I remember laughing because there was I, this poor, I can't remember what it was, but there was another like dramatization. I was just like, oh man, like you're, you're up against some pretty rough competition on this topic. But uh, they're all great. The doc, though, the, the, um, the yeah. rescue with the actual divers in it, just fantastic. Like super. I'm, I'm super mm -hmm. interested, but I'm also like, I don't know when we'll like 
you know, it's like one of those ones. It's like that one might like haunt me for a while. Of like, yeah, I don't know when Wendy and I will both be aligned into the moment of wanting to watch it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's tense and it's like obviously claustrophobic, but it's, yeah. the story's incredible. The story the incredible, and the the people. I mean, the the divers are like just amazing personalities to some extent. That feels a little odd because they're very subdued people, but amazing personalities. It's super interesting. The genre of remarkable people doing remarkable things yeah. up against remarkable <laughs> thing is like such a th- Wendy oh, like yeah. feeds her soul with that like because she most of the time you know my wife <laughs> Wendy um, uh, most of the time she's pretty disappointed in the world right like so she loves to like yeah watch like Apollo 13 and all these things that are just like about people sure, sure, sure. putting aside things and solving big problems you know so like I, there's a part of this that I think could fit that that mold of like I, I tell you what if that if that's her thing or if that's anybody's thing, this one's extra good. Like that is why at least the documentary is so good because of the, the juxtaposition of sort of the, the just insane hugeness of the task and mm-hmm. the like, the, you're, you're right. Like Apollo 13. I love that movie, but those are like astronauts. These, these are just like dudes with a really random hobby uh, <laughs> that are just mm-hmm. really into it. And like, it's not there. They all have day jobs and this is just their thing on the weekend. And they're all pretty like, you know, unique kind of, like I said, sort of subdued personalities to begin with. And, and it's, it's that juxtaposition. That's a really powerful thing of the whole, the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I second everything Ben said. It's good. Okay. I'll add it to the long list. (laughs) (laughs) What have we not covered? I I Uh, mean, well, we haven't hit shows yet. Oh, shows. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, wait, more? real quick on movies. Yeah, I just wanted to like mention a couple others that I yeah. saw. Yes, <laughs> really yeah. I don't know why. Like we flew right through movies. <laughs> um, oh, sure, movies. <laughs> uh, also, you guys never. None of you guys saw Nope. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. It was great. Yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, that was it's like, on the list. Um. Yeah, I feel like I should just go through them. I really enjoyed yeah. Nope. Licorice Pizza, I thought was great. Oh, that was this year. Wow. Um, uh, I had, I had Spider Man, but I, I guess that came out at the end of last year. I watched yeah. it in January. I did too. Uh, yeah. I also really enjoyed Hustle with Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, I heard it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel like that one is is worth watching. That one really sucked me in, and it's just refreshing to see Adam Sandler doing something not so like goofy yeah right um, did you ever uh, see the the what's magic brothers movie with him the is that uncut gems yeah oh no. yeah that's right that was a great movie too it's <laughs> <laughs> last year uh yeah those are my honorable mentions that i watched when i was like looking at movies from this year i'm with you sam there was just a lot that i just flew by me how did i miss that yeah like I'm curious about. It. I'm always I'm like this time of year. I'm always like, oh, there's so many movies that sound so interesting, and I'm, uh-huh. I'm so bad about putting a movie on. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. this before. So, uh, little bite-sized chunks or documentaries or at least the podcast, like it's so much easier for my brain to get into. Um, mm-hmm. Versus like sit down and to end something, it's a lot harder for me. So, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's a. I mean, there's a huge list of things I want to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm gonna blow through some shows real quick. That's probably yeah. the one we we're all the most of because <laughs> we discussed. We did yes. well. Yeah. Just to like, I was gonna say this was my approach to the like, you know, I I feel like this year more than any I like just forced myself to watch every nerdy thing and uh, most of it was pretty disappointing. But uh, <laughs> my my baseline, I kind of threw them into buckets. My baseline stuff of the not not as important stuff of like, was it good? Was it fine? Or was it bad? Sure. Uh, she Hulk was remarkably great. It perfectly did what She-Hulk's supposed to do in the Marvel Universe, so I thought that was really nice, uh, which was kind of be a pop culture reflection of the world and be a little fourth wall breaky, and I thought that actress was so good. So good. Uh, Miss Marvel was great. Uh, totally great all-ages show. And then uh, Moon Knight was fine, but I had the problem of all Marvel stuff where just everything has to be a big zappy laser fight at the end. <laughs> after all this interesting stuff like psychological stuff every time a third act suck with Marvel most of the time and that's one thing I liked about Shiro who Miss Marvel it didn't feel like that so and then of course bad uh, Boba Fett was reprehensible Obi-Wan was didn't need to exist and Rings of Power was pretty god awful too so. yeah, I wanted to Rings of Power I didn't finish it uh, but I'm still, I still want it to work. I'm in the, I'm kind of in the middle and it hasn't failed me, but I'm not, I'm also not watching it. <laughs> Cause it kind of speaks to my opinion on that show so far. I'm going to finish it. You fell down. God, what, you know, that was, oh yeah, I'm okay. I'm alive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, those sort of like Disney plusy sort of tone shows. Yeah. For the most part, we're fine. There's a couple good, you know, diamonds in the rough, but um, of those main ones, obviously. Uh, what about more traditional prestige television? What did you guys give me one each? And we'll go around. Well, let's lightning around this one each, and then we'll go around. Ooh, give me one. Does Barry count as prestige? Yeah, see, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I just mean That's shows you like, you know, you know, that aren't just Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, B Barry is continues to be one of my favorites. The yep. Last season was only better, uh, so that was great. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll plus one that one pretty high. Um, the bear. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen so much about that. I think that was like on everybody's list. It's a great it watch. Really, really good. It was really good. It's funny it's... that you watched. Sorry, uh, it's funny that you watched Andor without watching the bear. Ben, because to me there's really? such it was so funny when what's his name shows up in in andor which wait, who which which character uh, or which actor the actor who is like space uncle um the actor, <laughs> oh, okay the, the brother in the prison yeah okay yes he's just got it he, he's like the one of the main characters in the bear space and he's basically uncle. the same fucking character okay i'm into it so <laughs> on the list adding adding the bear yeah um, yeah. This one was silly and delightful, uh, but Our Flag Means Death was great. I never finished oh. it, and I didn't dislike it. But I you just should finish it, it because the ending kind of brings it across the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, totally silly, and like you know what you're getting into. It's the it's a Taika Waititi. Yeah, I watched that a good whole, amount of it. Jam, but... Yeah, yeah. I like it's everything good. about it. I just didn't. For some reason, I fell off of it. So. Um. Another one that I really enjoyed actually was Blackbird. Did either of you guys watch I've that? I've heard about I this. I did not watch this. I've 
heard a yeah. lot about it. But. I thought that was, I thought it was really great. I'm also kind of a sucker for that actor's, I can never say his name right. Tom, I don't know. Um, it was really good. <laughs> I enjoyed it from like start to finish. Nice. Um, ben, do you have another one? I just like literally not last night, but the night before, finished Severance. Yeah, Severance uh, is on my list. It was fantastic. <laughs> and oh, like, that, so you that finished was a it? Yeah. Hell of an ending. That was a, yeah. that was a like g- great show. Would recommend the show no matter what. But that was like a solid season. Once it now. ended, once I remembered how it ended, oh. I was like, "Oh, Ben, I need to make sure you finish." Because you were like, "I don't know if I'm going to finish this. Like, if I can yeah. handle it." Yeah, I yeah, forgot I that like it ends in the most lost way of all time. Like, if you're oh, a lost brand person, if you love Lost, like its ending is like, Bleh! like yeah. That was a wild ending. That was like the show. The show stands alone, uh, great no matter what. But like, also like the whole show is worth the last episode <laughs> of like the experience. <laughs> the last episode. That was a great one. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever catch up on that one, sir? Um, I I did not give it its respect. I just saw bits and pieces of it. Oh, that's right. I knew there was something. Yeah, but I did see. I think the ending of it because I know oh, what you're no. talking about. Oh so, no! Which is like why I haven't gone back into it because I just kind of you know I you're know like you're there basically. <laughs> yeah, I like know what happens. I know the premise, but you can you can probably pick up season two and just I should you know because that that also kind of happened to me with uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, mm-hmm. which oh yeah, um, and I actually just went back and rewatched it start because i to give its proper attention and <laughs> yeah um yeah i thought that was really great i was really interested in it and people around me were not but then i heard a lot of people say like oh it's interesting and oh he can't act at all so i'm like i completely like <laughs> oh. paralyzed on like is it good because i'm i'm into it I, I, i'm totally curious on that oh i thought he did a great job okay <laughs> who is it because um, it's a Right. What's his name? What? Andrew Garfield, isn't it? Yes, Garfield. Garfield. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That, um, I'm interested in that one for sure. Uh, one that I saw that I forgot about until I looked back on like lists and stuff is it's very easy. Quick watch. It's not an easy watch. It's a quick watch. Um, is we own the city, which is oh yeah, it's on, yeah. I, the, I didn't watch it, but yeah. Uh, it's basically like the wire crew getting back together for retelling a real scandal that happened in the police force in Baltimore. Um, and it's John Barenthal, who's amazing. And um, uh, it is a little bit of just like, oh, it's fun to watch the, the wire people do the wire again, but because it's real and because it's, you know, time has passed and things have gotten even worse and, it's very, way more depressing in certain ways because you're just like, oh, so rough. <laughs> uh, yeah. But really worth what, like an important watch, I would say, like, like actually, like worth <laughs> being like, this really happened. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah. really awful. Like, it's about police cor- corruption that was mm. found, and and kind of like it traces how that, like, the arc of how it got as bad as it got. So, yeah, um, little six episode thing, really good though. Um, is there anything on my list we didn't talk about yet? Anything you guys have on your list? That we have? Well, Station there's Eleven. One thing. Station oh, Eleven was Station last 11. year officially. Really? I believe so. All the lists had it last year. 
but oh. I watched it this year, so I would I would be right there with you. Like I, it yeah. was my favorite show I watched all year for sure. Yeah, it was great. Book was great, and TV show was great, which doesn't always happen. And different, from what I understand. Yeah, and different. Um, yeah, I very tough watch for me, but glad I did it. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, it never paid off as tense as I was, if that makes sense, right? Like it rarely <laughs> hurt as bad as I expected it to hurt, if that yeah. makes sense. But it was always really, which is maybe almost a weird spoiler. Like it always made you feel like it was about something awful was going to happen. And a few times, let, let me be clear, awful things happen. <laughs> But um, <laughs> the general tension is actually underlied. That whole show is about kind of a relaxation, like into the world and being more okay. It's about letting mm. go of trauma more than it's about mm. like inflicting trauma, you know, like watching the trauma. It's, yeah. And so uh, mm -hmm. overall, beautiful show. Best show I've watched in quite some time. For sure. Um, uh, I, oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, go ahead. I, I, on my like digging through my streaming services to, to rem remind myself of what I watched, um, this one came up and I, w I thought to myself, have I talked to Sam about this? Because it feels like it's maybe. It, it, did you ever watch The Boys? No, I, I mean, I started a few times and because it's just, I read the original series way back when. Did you? Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, it, I'll come back around to it. I think it probably has its merits, but Wendy was like, I don't want to watch this. It's funny. Like, I, I feel like this year has been my year of like losing my like we did Ozark and kind of the all of the like dark kind of flawed yeah uh, main character stuff and I feel like I've kind of been get, getting a little fatigued on it. Um, yeah. Well, boys is that times a million. The boys is that time a million, which is yeah. why I don't know what. But it's like it's almost like it. It's like too much. It, like it just yeah. goes through the roof on it. So it's just total candy to me. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, that had another season this year. It was a great season. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's gotten Com better as it goes so along over too. the top, like yeah. completely ridiculous in all ways. Yeah, uh, I'm sure I'll hit it. You know, uh, Dane Trachtenberg is really involved with that show, and I've been a yeah. fan of his for a long time. So. Um, the only other one that kind of came and went, which is so shocking to me for how good it was, um, I was really impressed with the Sandman adaptation on Netflix. Oh, I need to. That's I need to get to. That. It's it's pretty direct, but it is really well done, and a couple of episodes are phenomenal adaptations of some of my favorite issues of comics of all time. So, um, really, really great watch. Um, budget could have been higher. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're like, the budget was huge. What are you talking about? You know, like, uh, it's pretty big and psychedelic and everything at times. But um, I don't even know if I like the actors <laughs> of most of the main characters, but the writing was so good. I know he was, um, Neil Gaiman was involved with a lot of it. So it's hard to deny just the course, original, you know, first arcs of Sandman. They're just really good stories. So, and it was interesting that I was really worried they wouldn't modernize very well. They felt so of the time, very 80s. Um, mm. And they did a good job of modernizing them. So I doubt we're going to get another season just because Netflix is, you know, even their most popular shows are being canceled. But um, uh, it is a kind of a nice achievement and worth worth the watch regardless. It's just like good, good television. Nice. Um, well, I noticed that neither of you mentioned House of Dragons. <laughs> yeah, I'm burned. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I couldn't do back. it. 
I tried. I I barely tried. Nah. Have you been watching? Did you watch the whole thing? I did. Was it good? Is it good? Uh, I mean, I think it has highs and lows. I yeah. I I think I agree with some of like the criticism and like where they're taking the story and I don't know cheap tricks that they do. But I also just find the whole series entertaining and like there's nothing else on television that's really quite like it. So yeah, that's yeah. that's my like. I'm, I'm sure I'll come back to it. Um, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. Just didn't didn't get to it this year. <laughs> so just not. Yeah, I was never a. I watched all of Game of Thrones, but I was never in on it. I from like day one, I was pretty out on it. So, <laughs> and then it was so bad, you know. Like it wasn't even like fun to watch it, and you know, so not mm-hmm. probably gonna be high on my list. But I, I would I did say that, hear yes, that people liked it. You know? Sometimes the story yeah takes it to just like a not fun place. Like it's just like kind of like mm. it feels like they're giving a. a st- like a reactionary storyline just to make you as the audience really upset. And that does bother me, but also I can be kind of a sucker and just be like, okay, well now what? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) That's fair. And the, and the Davids aren't involved anymore, right? Like the, the D&D. I don't think they're involved. I don't think so. So I can trust it a little bit more because I think they're the <laughs> dumbest people I've ever seen on television. <laughs> okay. Every time they, they right. explained, every time they explained an episode after after the, the previous series, and they'd come on and tell you what you know, they'd be like an inside the episode uh-huh. immediately where they like would like tell you what's going on. It, it would be the most surface obvious stuff, and they would be yeah. acting like it's really deep and, and, you, really and after a while. And yeah, yeah. And after a while, I was like, oh, you guys really like, you're not just doing this because like you were told you need to like simplify it for people. This is no. the level of understanding you have of these characters. <laughs> like, like, this, this is as deep at. as you yeah. go. <laughs> Oof. Uh, they luckily, I think, have gotten run out of the industry pretty heavily. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm sure they, <laughs> I'm sure they'll cry into their millions, but. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> they're they're going to be fine. They're okay. Yeah, they'll be, be okay. I'm sure somebody will pay them to make bad shows. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, guess that's it. Guess there's no other shows to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's about. There's nothing else. No other media. Uh, if people haven't picked up on it, we're also very large fans of Andor. Andor is fine. Andor is adequate. You know, looking back, if I don't include Station Eleven, Andor for sure is my favorite show of the year, and ooh, just like my, of ooh, the that's quality of shows. Yeah, my my Barry is my winner for sure. So my like, if mm-hmm. I didn't include Barry, it'd be Andor. Barry's my winner though. Oh man, I don't know that I can pick a favorite. <laughs> I also, I mean, I also had the last season of The Crown. I thought was great. Uh, same mm. with Euphoria, which was a lot, mm. but was a makes, lot. makes yeah. you feel a type of way. So that's cool. Um, I also liked the Insecure. I thought had a decent season. Mm. I also um, Insecure. I forgot about. And that. I'm a Sex and the City fan, and so say oh. what you want to say, and sure. just like that, I I devoured it like a pint of Ben and Jerry's. I thought it was enjoyable. <laughs> that's, that's how it's meant to be. Continued. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't begrudge you that at all, but 
<laughs> I heard a really good like insider takedown, like from people who are like actually you know big Sex and the City fans, and uh-huh. probably can't say it on this podcast. But I was like, yeah, that sounds like that's wrong. Like they got it wrong. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that can cause like insider controversy because like the creators of something maybe misunderstood their own creation is very interesting to me because it's a thing that like Star Wars struggles with all the time, you know, yeah. Marvel struggles with like all these kind of like franchise things where the creators themselves maybe don't fully understand the power of the thing and mm-hmm. have been inside their own bubble for too long, you know. It's yeah, it just goes beyond whatever the show is. And it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. Uh, all right well it was fun to do this get out of our normal thing you know hopefully people picked up on something (laughs) we're we're still doing a podcast but it just occurred just occurred to me that someone like oh we're still in the intro (laughs) (laughs) just Just the warm-up still now it's time to talk about (laughs) (laughs) that would be awful oh god um yeah so it's fun to fun to you know take a little break here because the year and winds down and uh talk about what have we been doing outside of all this crazy work somebody has a dog <laughs> someone's hungry Someone, <laughs> you're supposed to be done at two yeah starving. it's 2 30 sharp yeah starving <laughs> starving i'm wasting away <laughs> this is illegal <laughs> All right. This was awesome. Nice work consuming media in 2022, everybody. Isn't this like, this is the nice day, right? Before everything goes to shit in terms of like yeah. outdoor activities. But like, right. our, I mean, we have nowhere near outdoor sledding. What? You're like, drifting no away there. idea. <laughs> Did he just go sledding? <laughs>